<laughs> Go on, show your mum that with your chest. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to press record, but we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the energy was just too much today. But we have got a very special guest coming on on yes, today's we show. I'm going to be hitting him up. Wait, 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 wait. Before everything. While you got us live, hit that little share arrow. I don't know what it looks like on your device, but hit it, share this to a friend, and then go on whatever stream service platform you follow, use, or whatever you're interacting with us on, and hit review. Five stars on your boys. Tell us we're great. If Thanks. you don't press that share, that little heart button, I'm not your homie. Mm. Don't try spud me in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I but now that you've done that, yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got my good friend, Joby Karam, coming on. He's a photographer based out in Birmingham. We're going to be talking to him about building relationships in the industry, going on tour. He was uh, the shooter for TDE and the J-Rock uh, tour. Uh, he's done like loads of other dope stuff, done club night stuff. Going to be talking to him about tour, logistics, setups, everything like that. And going to give like an insight into the industry that people may not have known about before. So we want to kind of... Give some sort of educational platform into what we're doing. Brother, and give flowers. Some of the stuff this guy's doing is great. Yeah, these people need to, to be heard about. But. Where are we starting? New music. Hey. <laughs> new music, new music, new music, new music. That's the section. Okay, what was new this week? I came with energy and. Me screaming young thug lyrics at the top <laughs> of my voice in the street. <laughs> Yo, the new anime. Amina anime. Fucking hell. <laughs> Listen, it's hot out here. I'm melting. It's hot in these streets. <laughs> yeah. the, new, the new Amina. Oh my God. Album called Limbo. It is so fire. Do you know what? I don't know what hole I've been living in lately. I was not expecting this. Have I missed something? Did we get a prior announcement to this album? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, doofus we, for we, this. Like, I knew it was coming. I think we... Did we get like, it wasn't like a massive amount of notice. I think it was like two weeks notice. I just heard the couple of songs and I was like, oh, Amine's out here dropping songs. Amine's yeah. out here. He, he and he's done this in the past. Two yeah. weeks notice and then boom, it dropped. <laughs> and you know what? I was here for the energy because I saw some of those songs and I thought, okay, okay. Yo, the, the use of features on it is fucking lit. Like I heard it and I felt, I've always liked his music. Yeah. But I felt that he only had like, really one big popular song that everyone knew obviously the really in song um i think that one kind of blew as well shouts to all the djs and producers that was doing like edits of it that kept giving it like a, a fresh new lease of life in the clubs yeah but apart from that he had like a couple other tracks but that was like the big one that everyone knew so i was excited to hear how he was going to follow it up and this album yeah it was i think it's his first album as well like first actual album as well and yeah, he's not disappointed. Like I even tweeted and I never normally at artist on Twitter. I'm not really active on there. If you search for me, uh, yeah, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> like so what saying. energy are you directing yeah, towards? Yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't want to get canceled because <laughs> I ain't, I ain't uh, deleted no tweets since like 2010. So uh, 2010 Twitter was a wild time. It was. Um, Only real G's know. But yeah, I like, once listening to the album, I had to tweet and I was like, yo, this has got me mad inspired. Like all of the beat selections, yeah. the sounds in it, the kind of flow, the journey that it took you on. I, there was nothing that I could, could complain about with the album. Yeah, I get that. 
It's for me, I listen to it, and one thing that has been constant will kind of the one thing that hasn't been constant this year is there hasn't really been like one definitive sound of the year. Like this year has churned out all sorts of different things, people trying different things, yeah, people putting out whatever they've been creating in their own little bubbles, and it sounds like it sometimes. Apart from the Meg the Stallions out there who are doing their own thing, the Beyonce's out there doing their own thing. I was like, where is anyone going with what type of music they're churning out? If it's not videos of people just dancing around their own house on the internet. And then I heard this and I was like, this is the vibe. This is, it's hot outside, all your doors and windows are yeah. open. You got good music playing. Yeah, this for me, I was like, this is a this is the positive energy vibes we needed. Yeah, it's definitely like it's definitely a summer one. Yeah, it is one hundred percent. It's like that. It's like that feel good music. But what I've noticed is you can kind of pinpoint yeah with like American um, hip hop and UK hip hop. Yeah, kind of like influence points where they meet in the middle, and you're like, oh, okay, that's where this sounds similar and this sounds similar. But with this like a selection of artists, especially coming from the US, like Amine, um, Goldlink, um, those kind of rappers. I feel like when you look at the culture over here, yeah, there's only one or two people that fit into that bracket. And I, I kind of want more. Who fits into that bracket? Jay Prince, shouts to Jay Prince. Yeah, is okay. Absolutely fine. Okay. If you don't know about Jay Prince. Nah, um, you're right. Oh, what was the name of his album called? Was it Wonder or, Wonder or something like that? Um, but yeah, he's very, very dope. Um, off the, yeah, off the top of the the, the, the dome, that's kind uh, of like yeah. the only artist that I can think of that really fits into that sound. Yep, album wonder. Yep, I I definitely see that. I don't know why I was playing blankety blank over there. Um, <coughs> apart from the, again, there's the one obvious track on here that is being played. I'm not really one that listens to the radio much, but I have been lately. And then I'm gonna stop again. Shout out, Sideman. Um. Yeah, big shouts to the side, man. The one song compensating is when I was like, oh, we, we're going to have, is in an era of no club bangers, we have a club banger. Is that the one with Thugger? Yeah. So in an era of no club bangers, it says a lot when a song just naturally points at your ear like that. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what it is? I think, yeah, like, this feature... It's not one that I would automatically be like, yeah, Amina and Young Thug should work together. I've been skeptical of Young Thug features for a while now. What, after he says, I used to fuck my grandmama. Yeah. <laughs> no, was, I, no, I used to fuck my auntie. Yeah, like, <laughs> I thought, is Young Thug just taking feature verses on the Lil Wayne 2007 energy, but without the Lil Wayne 2007 talent? Oh, wow. Nah, you can't disrespect Thug like that, no, man. I'm, I'm just like, it was tough to hear some of those features at times. Yeah. Yeah, but this one, this, this slapped. Yeah, this slapped. I <laughs> couldn't th fault it. This was like one that I didn't even. You know, when you just think, yeah, ah, oh, these are not two artists that I would normally put together. But when you hear it, you're like, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, the Jid feature on there was fire as well, and Charlie Wilson. Yo, Dreamville need to stop waiting for J Cole to get drafted <laughs> to the NBA <laughs> and drop some more music. I feel like I'm gonna go completely off tangent before we go back. Because in music this year, we've been exposed to the work rate of Griselda and all of that New York click. Anytime now someone doesn't drop an album in three to five business days, we're yeah. on them as a culture. We West Side Gun has dropped about 17 albums this year. All yeah. of them are just dropping. Conway has dropped 
multiple projects this year. Like everyone is dropping. And now my brain is, especially when I'm sat at home looking at walls, my brain is like, feed me content. Griselda's coming like fucking um, the guys on Market Street handing out mixtapes relentless. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's just there every week. So it new, so it new. Exactly. But uh, just before, while you, since as you mentioned it, uh, just quickly touch in on Cole trying to become a NBA superstar. Trying Yo. to become the next Zion. <laughs> <laughs> J. Cole's gonna... 2020 is not weird enough. So we we deserve J. Cole to be drafted to the league. Bro, J. Cole can ball as well. I know. It's not like, <laughs> it's not even like it's, it's like a stupid thing where it's Remember like... Remember when like, Riff Raff, Any of you guys know Riff Raff? Yeah. Remember when Riff Raff said he could have been drafted to the league yeah. and just filled his Instagram with him playing back garden ball? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that is, he ain't been drafted to that nah, three on three. Like, there is, but there is. like We've seen, though, anyway, that um, Cole's done um, a lot of the all-star celebrity games and stuff yeah. like that. We know he can ball. Quavo he's, can ball. Yeah. Um, even Kevin Hart can ball, but he's a little bit on the shorter <laughs> side. But he can, he's a baller. Like yeah. He's not going to be... He's got no chance of getting drafted properly. But we are seeing like people that are, are crossover... And they're like, yeah, we've got that talent there. We played in a couple of these games. So I don't really think it's that wild for him to be like, yo, I want to try and get drafted. What I do think would be wild is if he lets that then not make music. If he's like, okay, cool. That's my the, worry. Yeah, now I'm in the NBA. I'll be like, yo, I might hit you with like a little a little one, two tracks here and there. Might, might try and drop a little EP, but not really giving you like a lot of content. That's where I'll be a little bit annoyed. So, in sport, NBA, it took me ages to try and think of this. And then I thought, has has anyone in our culture ever done this before? Has anyone ever switched switched gears on us so much? Like, gone from sport to music, music to sport, sport to another sport? Can anyone, can you think of any? Uh, well, we've had this conversation before of how basketball and hip-hop fit hand in hand. We've seen Shaq drop a whole EP. Um, did? There was uh, like, there's loads of other people in the NBA that have done it. Kobe dropped bars on a Beyonce, uh, a Destiny's Child song. Yo, I remember, does anyone remember um, when Kobe jumped on a track with Brian McKnight? Yeah. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> Yo, Yo, if you drop that in a club, I'm getting buck nasty. Anyone pulling up to buck the nasty. same 12 carnival, you know that song's being wrapped up. You know, put your kids. <laughs> Send your kids home, start shimmying them shoulders yeah. on them. Yo, that, when that comes on, yeah, that's when the grown folk get on the dance floor. So I was doing Googles, and apart from the very obvious ones, did you know Nate Robinson? You know Nate Robinson, the NBA player? Yeah. Who's currently playing for Beirut, by the way. Real random. He, point that's guard in Beirut is currently a free agent. Basketball that's talk. That's um, this is very crude Googling, because I just thought, where's Nate Robinson now? Quick Google tells me he's in Beirut. Um, I hope he's played I hope NFL he's, too. It's, it's moving. It's, everything's mad. Over everything's there exactly. We need to like pray for stay them safe. And, yeah, send their, send everyone their blessings. But but Nate Robinson's in Beirut. That was completely off tangent. We're talking about sportsmen <laughs> and people doing other things in our culture. J Cole in the NBA. As long as we keep getting Dreamville music, because there's a lot of people I'm waiting on. And Dreamville are moving mirror image to TDE lately with the very, very sporadic drops. Do you know what I want to see from this? Just quickly before we move off J. Cole. Go on. I want to see him 
get drafted, but then he does a like Mike streetball tournament that drops his album. Yo, imagine. And he's just he's just got ballers from out in the street crossing over your favorite NBA superstars. And then it's like, what if you lose, you have to drop a 16 or something. Oh, yo, I'm in. Sign me up J. for that Cole, J. Cole, you can have the idea for exactly. free. Exactly. Do you know what? <laughs> Other idea. Speaking about people dropping ideas on them for free, we'll talk about this later. LeBron James invented the deluxe album. That's a conspiracy. Foil hat theories. I'll, I'll I've pull heard, that back. I've <laughs> heard this. I've heard this before. And you know what? Yeah, it sounds like a joke, but when you hear it, it is fully true. <laughs> and what J. Cole is gonna do is release his album as the playoff album. You know, like every playoffs, there's that like that song that tears up the playoff weekend. Yep. Imagine if J. Cole is the halftime performer at his own playoff finals. Oh wow. That's that's a movie moment. Wait, would would coach allow this? Gonna miss out on the team talks. Mm. It's not gonna get, get re-energized unless he sits out on the bench for a little bit after. True. I can sit out of that third quarter. Yeah. But do you know how much motivation no more Mr. Nice Guy, hello, Mr. Nice Watch oh, can be? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that the court side would be turning mm. up. Done. Turn it up. Um what else did we have to talk about? I went off on full tangents there. I'm catching up. The big summer energy. Go on. Fix tape. Tell him. Khan. <laughs> Shouts to two, four on the production as well. Wasn't expecting it. The sun was shining. Slid open the back door. Went and sat outside with a beverage of choice. And then I was like, wait, stream service hit me up. Um, I've gone OD because I lived in the bush for that weekend when I wasn't here. Um, I need to stop saying the bush. I went back home. Uh, <laughs> there was just no Wi-Fi, so it might as well be. Um, I came home and I went OD on everything. I got two Wi-Fi networks in the house. I got Wild. two. <laughs> I got all the streaming services re-upped. So I just opened one of them. And you know when it refreshes when you haven't opened it in a while? And it was like, your boy Popcorn. Yeah, do you know what's wild? Like, obviously, shouts to Tidal. These, they're always giving me my, my new music. But I've signed up to spotify i'll tell you why later um and none of these albums that we're discussing have came up for me you know now spotify wants me to be the most vanilla ass music <laughs> listener <laughs> ever yeah, hating on it, me do you know what though it's good to go it, like i enjoy going there for my podcast so can't complain that's true find same 12 notes search for it we're there but the this popcorn album oh my gosh bro i was <laughs> when i heard this when I heard this, yeah, anyone that came to the beach with me will have known the flavors that come out from the food. And you can tell I was listening to this. <laughs> you could tell I was marinating meat listening to this album. <laughs> Everything was extra spicy. Yo, 19 <laughs> songs. I'm not even going to count the number of features. Not because they're, there's too many, but because they're used so well. Yeah, incredibly. And as well, I've got a theory, yeah, because, you know, we all saw um, Popcorn jump on the only... Um, controller remix that I'll, that I'll acknowledge. Yeah. And the only we, controller version that we acknowledge yeah. collectively. Um, and then obviously Drake took him off that feature. Because mm -hmm. it was hot fire. So I think now this is where Popcorn's been like, yo, remember that? Come on. I need, mm. I, need, I need something for my album. Need some reparations for Bro, that. And he got Drake and Party Next Door on the same track. Drake, gone, gone Party clear. Next Door. And then scroll down a little more. Got Drake again on another track. He cashed in on them old verses. I even like the but, French Montana verse, you know. Well. Not going to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> 
That I liked it. I Energy liked, depleted. I didn't mind it. That fresh polo one. Yes. Um, that one is definitely going to be one that's going to be shutting down clubs. Like this album's just all. Yo, good energy. the kitchen is my club now, and it shut it down. <laughs> I was in there. You know, when you're doing extra things to to prepare the food, so it's so it's nice. It's exactly. Dying. Yeah, Falcon's album had me shimmying, sprinkling salt and extra peppers. Yeah, you just find yourself catching a wine to the oven. <laughs> they call it the preheat. Welcome to Same Twelve Notes podcast. Oh Jesus. Okay. Who but else? Yeah, that was uh that was the two albums that I've really been listening to this week. I've not really been listening to that much new stuff. I was gonna listen to the baby, but then I saw it was a deluxe and I don't know. It just didn't appeal to me. So, theory. Everyone pull up the foil hats that I got us to make earlier. It's like Art Attack. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron James invented the deluxe album when he executively produced... Whose album did LeBron James executively produce? Was it 2 Chains? I believe it might have Let been. me ask Baby Rosita. Hey, Siri. Who did LeBron... Executively produce an album for that was terrible English. <laughs> Who the producer is for LeBron executively? No, that's not what I asked. What album? Hey Siri. Hey Siri. <laughs> hey Siri. Yo, um, whose album did LeBron executively produce? I don't know who the producer is for LeBron executively. Oh, Siri does not care Listen, about Siri's, our energy. Siri's a hater. She is a hater. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a two chains. That's wow. calm. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah. That's calm. Um, yeah, he executively produced two chains' album, and the magic he came with was like, "Yo, two chains." I've got an idea. This Wait, is me this reenacting. This wasn't the pretty girls like trap music. No, no, no. It? it was the album after that. I think it was uh, Rap or Go to the League, one of those. I think that was the album. Yeah. By the way, at the same 12 notes, we can't always be bothered to Google the correct answer because that's not how conversations in your room work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes we say something and, and shit's wrong, but. And it's just, fine. Just with us. Be confident in your wrongness unless you're wrong. Uh, yeah, Rap or Go to the League, I'm pretty sure, was the one that two chains uh, that LeBron James executively produced. And his magical idea was like, yo, hold off for three to five days and then drop the album again and add those songs that we took out the first version. LeBron's a fucking genius for that. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, I don't understand. Everyone's been has doing this, it, but... Like, was this never a thing before? It has always been a thing. It has say, always been a thing. Like, we used to have... It wasn't it, wait when I'm going back to CD days. It wasn't yeah. was it called a, was it still called the deluxe? It was the deluxe CD then. one and two. It was exactly the same thing. LeBron James took something that we all know. He took the bread and butter of the classic hip hop reup. Lil Wayne did it. Mm. If you look back, there's a certain era of rap albums that you have three or four versions to. Yeah. So if you scroll back in the streaming services, there's an era of like mid 2000s. Yeah, where rap albums are just mythical to find that one version that you had. <laughs> You'll press play and there'll be a song that you didn't hear. The beat's different, the verse is different. They would do like a UK exclusive version, United States international version, the deluxe for yeah. UK, the European deluxe. <laughs> like if you go back, you have Lil 
Lil Wayne Carter three is a perfect Coming example. Like a Burger King menu. Yeah. <laughs> you go back <laughs> and you can add plenty patties to them albums. Um, so LeBron James was like, you know what we're gonna do? Fingers together like an evil villain. <laughs> he pitched that move, and since then, LeBron James has foil hat theory again changed the course of how hip hop, how rappers release music. Instead of them just churning out new music or an album dropping and then that being the capsule of that moment, he has people going back and being like, fuck it. Blueface released that album two years ago <laughs> and last week he released it, <laughs> Again. a deluxe yeah. version with nine new songs. Brother, that's a new album. How? Wait, how? <laughs> so I want to ask you how. The baby also did the set. I think there's like yeah. nine new songs, new cover. Bro, so just a new album. Just give it a. Call the album Deluxe if you don't want to rename it. Just don't call it. What it was called before, yeah. Well, no. Well, this the on um on Spotify there is still you've got blame it on baby and then you've got blame it on baby deluxe with a different cover and yeah different, different cover, songs different songs whatever. So nine I, songs is a different album. I kind of hear it. So it's like there's but yeah yeah maybe keeping just, the other songs and reopening them again is playing the system. So that's where my other foil hat theory came. LeBron invented a way for artists to get out of their album, the albums that they owe their labels, their managers. That, their... that was, that was going to be my question though. Does do dropping a deluxe count as a next project? It, it wouldn't count as a next project. I think it has to. I think there's parameters on it, but it has to. This is one that we're going to need when we, when we get an artist on. Or maybe yeah. someone from a label. We're going to need someone from a label for this. Yeah, they'll be able to explain it better. And we could have a conversation about it. From contracts. the outside looking in, it looks like yeah, you, someone learned that this but gets that, you out of your claws. But the, the only thing that I'm thinking is surely that people would be doing this just so that it gives that project more numbers. It does better so that then, obviously, you've got more of a chance of going to number one or whatever um, on it. And you can then negotiate with your label being like, well, I did this numbers, th like this amount of numbers and you was only projecting, what, 50,000. I've done 250,000 because he's done the deluxe. So I don't know. I don't know. I can't see how this would make it so that you can get out. Like it counts as a second project in your album because it's called the same thing. It's yeah. just a deluxe. We're going to have to find out. We'll but, get back to you yeah, next I'm, week. To be honest, I'm not there for deluxes. Like, no, I neither am I. Once you drop it, once I've heard it, I've heard um, it. Uh, yeah, I'm done with it. I'm not going to go back and give it a new lease of life and take it in in a different way because those, those extra nine tracks that you drop on it might fuck it up for me. Exactly. That's it might not... fuck up the bass. <laughs> <laughs> it might just fuck up the bass and I don't want to hear it again then. So yeah, I'm kind of skeptical with, about deluxe albums. Even though I came in on the energy of listening to Blueface Deluxe album. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you, you you're on a different energy if I'm you listen to Ratchet, Blueface anyway. <laughs> Yo, look, I have a t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's hot okay. outside. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been surprised. Let's talk about the important things. The guest. Yep. Our guest Joves. Are we good? Hello. Yo, what are you saying, my G? Yo, how you doing? I'm good, bro. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We had some uh, some tech issues. I know. We're uh, going to sound unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're back? Yeah, yeah, we're back. Um, it's just not live streaming right now. Um, okay. But it will go back up. You know how many people am I on the phone with? Uh, it's oh. just me and Sign today. Yo, yo. Um, you good? Yeah, I'm blessed. Are yourself? 
Oh man, yeah, I'm cheering, man. Just boiling. Yes. Out here. Yeah, bro, we're in the studio. It's hot and sweaty. Is it real hot in there? Yeah, hot box. Hot box, G. Got a hot box, yeah. <laughs> All right, but um, yeah, we wanted to bring you in to, to chat to you because we want to start letting people that kind of don't see anything to do with the creative industry get like an mm -hmm. insight into what it's like to be a creative um, and highlighting some like great things that people are doing. And mm -hmm. so we wanted to get you in to talk about building relationships in the industry mainly. Um, yeah. Cause obviously you did the uh, tour with TDE um, shooting yeah. J rock. Um, mm -hmm. But before we get into that, firstly, can you just um, introduce yourself to everyone and give a little brief background into to what you do? Um, so I'm Job. Uh, 25 year old photographer in Birmingham. Um, mostly been shooting portraits at the beginning and then um, took a little detour once I started to see that my um, work fitted really well in the music industry and I got a lot of attention really quick and it just kind of felt right from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. good. so I know you from um, shooting like a lot of club stuff. Yeah. Um, so how did you like start from going and doing like your portraits into getting into the, the club scene? The club, the club thing was um, like, there's a lot of money in it. So it was the best suited for making money on the weekend, like a little extra cash in the pocket. Um, great way for networking, meeting people, other creatives that are out and about. And it just, it just put you on the scene, you know, it put you in, on the scene in the best way because it's in person, it's not online. And you just get to communicate, meet so many different people. You know? Yeah, no, yeah. I hear that because I've obviously used um, the you know, like the main shooter for Moho, um, mm -hmm. and then is that from from doing Moho? Is that how you linked up with Dark Circle, or was the, or did you already know like the guys at Dark Circle? Nah. So when I when I first started out taking photos, when I was about 16, 17, um, I hit up George who works at Dark Circle, and um, George Davis, who's obviously another sick, sick photographer from Birmingham. Yeah, and I hit him up just to say, um, yo, I want to get into like what you're doing and how you're doing it, like with uh, the same sort of industry. And uh, he was like, oh, well, anytime I've got a shoot, like I'm going to hit you up and you can come along, like ask me any questions to see how I do, like meet people that are about. And that's how I got involved with those guys. Like George kind of took me under his wing. Yeah, that's, yeah, man. that's lit because I don't know. Yeah. What, obviously, I've not been in Birmingham um from like the age of 18, like living there. So I don't know, mm -hmm. really know what the, the creative scene is like in Birmingham, but I know in Manny, we've got that energy where a lot of creatives like are helping each other out and it's like quite yeah. easy to network with them. Is that what the scene is like in Birmingham at the moment or has been? At the moment, it, yeah. At the moment, obviously, we know the world, <laughs> how it's going. Yeah. But I think at the moment, I would say that it's getting better. Like, even though there's not a lot happening, um, I think after everything that everyone's been through in the last eight months or whatever, like everyone's kind of become more open to each other, you know, like understanding that there's more of a togetherness in this and like wanting to bounce and wanting to work and like understanding that sharing is the, the real value. And, you know, I mean, we're all, you know, everyone can share and like pull something out of this together. But before, um, I don't know if it felt like that. It kind of, it kind of felt sometimes a little bit dark, like, you know, Dog, like dog, like doggish in some senses. Yeah, yeah. Because it's about small, like a pocket in a sense. Everyone was in their own little world. 
Although, like, trying to think outside of that was, um, I think, everyone's objective. Everyone had the same objective, but still kind of sometimes didn't didn't aim for that higher self, you know? Yeah, especially but, as well. But, but, see that. Yeah. Especially as well when it's like, like obviously, like um, you mentioned that George brought you in and was like helping you, um, letting you come in and mm. help out on shoots. Where it's like a mm. lot of a lot of people will be like, ah, oh, I don't really. They, they'll see you as like the competition, so they're like, I'm not really trying to show yeah. you everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it is it is good to have people like that in the industry that kind like of that. help yeah, that, sure. all that are there to help you and stuff. I mean, the best thing about it is like you kind of give the energy you want to reciprocate. So. You know, I know now, um, like, I would happily, if someone approached me now that was younger, like, give them a hand because that's how I was shown how to do it, you know. Like, it kind of, you know, feeding me that energy is kind of want me, made me want to give that energy to someone else now. You know, it's kind of, you kind of pass it down. That's such a that's good energy as well. Yeah. yeah. A lot happens with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll butt in with a question. Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, from that, what did... Like, what did you learn that, like, switched gears for you at that time? Like, going into photography? Because I know so many people, like, who have the idea of going into photography, but they don't get any further than they buy that first camera and that first lens, and then they take a few pictures of people they know. Like, what did Mm -hmm. you learn that took you above that step when you started meeting the other people around you in that community? Um, for me, the thing that made me go a bit further, I think it was just uh, expression. It was something that, like, if 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 you know you're not if you're if you're an artistic person, you probably have quite a lot of emotion and stuff going on personally. And I always feel like a camera or like any any form of expression, like art, artistic expression, was always that it was like an outlet. And I think it was like therapeutic at the beginning. So that like. That would have been the reason I kept with it for so long. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, oh, that's you, strong. Was that like, was it more um, like a consistency thing? Then it was like you was doing it because um, of the love of it and like getting the, the as you said like your expressions out. But it was kind mm-hmm. of like the more you was consistent with it, and the more you was doing it, the more kind of small like wins that you would see along the way that kept you kept you going. Yeah, there's the there's like the material wins, like obviously getting getting payment and then meeting people, the experiences. But then there's also the the learning aspect of it too. Also gives you a real good um, satisfaction, you know, like fulfillment. Because there's there's never there's never a point with it that you can stop learning. There's always more to learn. So it's always like pushing the boundary and always wanting to try something different. There was almost that was almost like a reward in itself, you know, just being creative with it like fluid yeah that's true and mm. you can you mm. can use that that uh, mentality for any aspect in life as well yeah it crosses over it crosses over man so fast for, fast forward in yeah <laughs> like how did how did you end up um on tour with tde and shooting um the the j-rock stuff because like from going from like the club stuff that we mentioned where you was doing stuff on the side from and working with um george at dark circle like what was mm-hmm. the what was the journey to from there to going on tour with TDA? How did like you well, end up getting that job? It's a pretty cool story, to be fair. Like yeah, I'm ready for this. The way <laughs> it it, it kind of goes back though. It goes back to like, seventeen. Yeah. I was working at um, the HMV Institute, going to gigs, and um, 
just going to all these concerts. I always wanted to do the tour stuff, like from from that, from that around that age. And um, actually, at the Kendrick Lamar concert, me, George, and Aaron were all there. Yeah. And uh, we never knew each other at the time. I think George and Aaron had met on that night, something like that. And um, like at the Kendrick concert, and it was something I would have wanted from then. But That's it. like every couple of years after that, it was like something kind of happened that related to that to that to that goal that like started making things fall in place so uh, a few years later i met some um some people from tde while they're in birmingham through dark um and uh they showed us all the love like you know got to exchange like talk exchange details keep in touch and then the recent contact with them came but actually not through the last time that i met them but just through emails Okay. Like chasing up these and sending emails. I must have sent like twenty or so emails in like November. Yeah. Trying to get this kind of work. Maybe more, man. Fifty or something like that. Just hitting up like writing a mailing list for artists from TDE, writing all their management, and just coming at it from different angles, um, trying to show them I could deliver on it. And then, you know, it's just waiting for one of those emails to get picked up. What was that? that, Sorry to cut in. What was that process like? Because I know that all of us that are creatives have been there where we're sending out emails yeah. and not having any any reply back and it like that approach. Yeah, like what was that yeah. process like? Because you said that you sent like about twenty emails. Was that like probably more? Was that like probably a lot more? What what kind of like mind frame was you in? Was it kind of like I know probability. probability? I knew I knew I knew there's I knew there's a, I knew as long as there was a probability. Um because for me before that it was about just being on the radar so if I could get myself in front of people just not even having my work in front of them but having um, my name seen or mentioned like through Instagram that was enough for me to know that there's if they see my name again they can make the connection so it's when I knew I could turn up on their radar a few times if they've seen my name a few times like after the second or third time they've seen it they're going to go what's going on here like this is reoccurring yeah Yeah. And and then they start to inquire a bit more about you but like you've been inquiring, inquiring to them the whole time. Yeah. So then it just becomes two people inquiring about each other, you know, wanting to know like, I want to, you know, I want to know what, um, you know, they want to know what, what, you, what you're trying to give to them, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, that put me in the game energy. I need that. <laughs> it's probability, probability, probability does play like a big part for sure. Like when you know that you can't, you just consistency after that is, is the key. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what was it like? The what dates did you actually do on the the TD tour? Like, where what well, cities did you go to? Did you do all of them, or was it just a couple? I got I got the invite for all of them, but I ended up just doing the UK. Um, oh like shit! So they actually invited you to go and do the yeah 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 yeah. I did consider as well doing some of the European shows, but just like some other things like crossed over and whatnot. Um, so I just took the the UK experience for like. Uh, foot in the water. Just, yeah, <laughs> I love how you said that. Just like, hey, let, just let me just do the no, UK me... tour, dip my toe into it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's just, yeah, let's you know, play it safe to begin with. Like, build up the um, energy small. Don't don't rush into things here. So that was the approach. Yeah, I mean, mm. like, was that your first proper tour like that as well? Yeah, like, I mean, if you mean like overnight and getting on the bus and all that, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I was gonna say like that because that must be like yeah. draining, like exciting, but like also a draining 
experience when you go from, okay, like I'm doing a shoot and say like your shoots you a couple of hours yeah. or whatever, but now you're essentially on job 24 seven. Is that what it felt like? Is, did it feel like yeah. 24 seven job? Yeah, I had, my, I had my camera in my hand like the whole time. It was like every, and like it wasn't just me that was on go all the time. Like everyone in the team is like so on point, but I think everyone was enjoying what they were doing too yeah. much. <laughs> to even notice that they were working, you know what I mean? It, it like it doesn't it doesn't feel like work. That's that's part of like the blessing of it, the beauty of it. Like everyone around you is just enjoying what they're doing. You know, that's why they're doing it. Yeah, ah, that's strong. That's <laughs> well, it was yeah. The, it's exciting because because of everyone you meet and you're traveling. Um, but then it's like it's intense. It's a lot. You know, taking photos constantly, having them ready by the end of the day. Getting them emailed over by the end of the day. Oh, did they need up, to be doing that, straight back that, on it. that quickly as well? They probably didn't, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. You set yourself a work. Uh, yeah, like I that. mean, like, that, that's the thing, because I know that it could be quite easy to, when you're touring with them, you're on the bus, um, it could be quite easy to fall into like a, this is this almost later. like a holiday mode. I'm chilling with like a group of cool people that I get oh, yeah, out with, yeah. rather than like, okay, I'm here for work. Like, yeah. As you said, you was getting, making sure everything was edited, sent through yeah. for the next day. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was kind of like my question there. It was like, but obviously you said that it was, that was more your mentality than like, that's what was expected. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. I'm going to ask the same question I asked earlier again. Okay. What, you go on, the okay, the tour comes to an end. We're probably going to go back to this bit, but like tour comes to an end. How long were you, how long were you, in this for? So it's three, three, four days. So we went from London and traveled up England and then they headed off for Europe. So we did uh, London, Birmingham, Manchester. Yeah, I was in Manchester yeah. actually. Bro, that, uh, whoa, oh, yeah. you yeah. Know, the world just connects nah, dots. Yeah, because you hit, I remember, I remember because um, you hit me up and you was like, yo, I'm shooting uh, TDE and yeah, Manny tonight. Day. Are you active? And I, I was, I, but I was in Brom that night. World connected. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I was yeah, in yeah, Brom. Yeah. I was playing in Brom, and I was pissed. I was. Yeah. I was at that gig as well. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that's Sick. strong. Um, so at the end of that, you go like sigh relief. That's a real thing that happened, and you take it all in. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like you learnt from that? That you're like, oh, that's you also you changed. almost don't process it at the time. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like a shock. It, it's, it sounds like one of those things where, yeah. Yeah. You process it afterwards. You're like, well, that actually just happened then. But I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking about it now. Like it hits you like a wave, man. <laughs> but um, what did I, what did I learn from the whole experience? Like, like before, like before you went into it on that, let's, let's call it day zero, the day where like you're getting all your camera equipment together in the bag and all of that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you go in to meet him, and then yeah. day four or morning of day five, where you're unpacking all of that when you get home. On that day mm. five, what did you go? Oh, I've like I've definitely changed gears in this way. I think I think I can compare it to that feeling when you get off holiday, and you're like, you want to go back? Stay <laughs> 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 late, yeah. yeah. You're like, damn, back here now. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it was like that feeling. It's the exact same feeling. You know, you go on holiday, you meet all these like new new friends. Like, yeah. you know, you get you, you build your relationships with them. You, know, you have a good time. 
and then you get back and you're like, whoa, like that was like one experience again. That's 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 what the feeling was like. So stick, yeah. sticking on that, like building relationships um, part, because obviously in, in our industry, it's kind of like the relationships almost essentially more important than the work sometimes. I'm learning um, that. So like, is it, are they somebody that you can like quite easily reach out to now that you've worked with them? Like what was the process of, do you still keep in, in contact with them? Yeah. 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 Keep in contact with a lot of people from it, man. Um, like, He's the one that brought me through, and like he does for a lot of people. I've seen he, he helps out so many people, like rappers, creatives. He gives them all like an opportunity. Um, they're real open to working with people. But the mentality before going in is you think think of them as something you know beyond yourself. You know that you're not capable, and then you're there with them, and you're like, wait, I'm with them. I'm I'm as capable as them. To, so you know the fact that I'm here. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that's when you go, but. They're just like me. They're just a person who's worked hard at something and they got they got to where they are, you know. Yeah, so I can true. imagine as well, like when you're around somebody that's kind of got to the le- up to like a level where a lot of like aspiring artists achieve to get to, you kind yeah. of see the difference in the drive and how they work compared mm-hmm. to like some of maybe like some up and coming artists would work that you might shoot with or like we might know. Like, yeah. is that is that like an apparent difference where you're like, yo, you can see massively like the way that they work, the work. is completely different to yeah the way I've seen. I was I was work. I was I was focusing. I did I did analyze like a lot of the way they work just to, but I, I feel like that so much of that doesn't come to just work ethic, but just the the environment, like their environment, you yeah. know, has given like given them that drive, like helped them to get to feel that way. Um, which is the best thing because you're almost seeing like a culture difference in in just work ethic. That's what you're. That's what you're yeah. looking at. You know. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's an interesting thing to look at. Okay. That's so strong because like someone who's I I will always class myself as a like entry level novice into the creative world. Even though I've been like doing stuff for mm-hmm. a couple of years now, different like all sorts of different things I've been doing. It's the like the um, that imposter syndrome when you mentioned like yo I'm in this room with all of these people yeah what the hell am I doing here? Yeah. like that question you ask yeah. yourself I definitely was like the pupil to that to that teacher there mm-hmm. um, and only very yeah. recently have been like like what you've said the that light bulb of like consistency and and like being out there yeah. and those connections is that is that hit home so it's so sick to hear like how yeah. how deep that goes yeah yeah uh so you know like obviously we were talking about before where you shot with dark circle and moho and things like that to get mm-hmm. in the call um, you said that this was the first like proper tour that you did what mm-hmm. was like you like from getting the call and being like yo we're gonna do this you're gonna shoot the uk tour in your mm-hmm. head what was your like thing like shit okay cool i've, I've never done this before what's the logistics how am i gonna set yeah. it up did you have to think of all of that yourself like okay i'm gonna be in this environment so what kind of equipment am i gonna need or was there like an itinerary kind of set almost like okay cool you're gonna be doing this this and this and it's easy to figure out from there i i I approach it the same way i approach most things like in terms of logistics when it comes to equipment and whatnot and itinerary um i'm like a 
I guess what they call them backpack rappers. <laughs> um, <laughs> every day I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, my studio's in my bag, like with me every day anyway. Like wherever I go, my camera, my laptop is in my bag just in case I want to jump on it. I see something I want to take a photo of. Yeah, so I, I literally approached it with that. It was like, cool, backpack, and I'm there. I'm there and I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, sick. So, 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 yeah. yeah, I suppose as well that if you're already used to working like that, I know yeah. a, you got a lot of shots as well that wasn't just from um, like the concerts and stuff, obviously, because you was on tour with them. For those. And everything. Yeah. yeah. So like, I suppose that's like an easier mindset if you're already in that point of like keys, phone, camera, laptop. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're already ready in it. Exactly that. Yeah. But I think um, when you ask what I learned, like one thing that I would take away is um, like a few years ago, I was doing video and I, and I almost completely dropped that to like an extent. And I think what this taught me is I should be getting back to that it taught me that I need to pick up on some things that I left behind in a sense as well. Okay. Like just to expand the skill set. Yeah. yeah. Is that one, yeah. Like, one thing that if you, if somebody that was listening to this, that kind of wants to get into doing like the line of work that you're in, where you're going and touring with artists and you're shooting a lot, um, mm -hmm. that they should start looking at other mediums apart from just like stills. Learn, learn as much of it as you can. Is what I think. Uh, like, true. even if you have to learn the music side, I'm not even kidding. Really? Just not to, not to, not to do it, but to have an understanding. Yeah. Okay. That that that, that, that is what. I was, yeah, yeah. Just just to have an understanding. Just because I think they they all correlate so well that you never know what you might like what other ideas that might bounce off just investigating these other mediums might have might come from it you know yeah yeah, yeah. i think mm -hmm. like one thing that like looking from the outside in especially is that so many people with photography mm -hmm. go oh i have to have all the gear before i can get put into this game so like mm -hmm. they they put themselves out of the game by going ah i don't know if i'm going to be good enough anyway to go out and start doing and setting up all of these things and buying all these things so like the the idea of like learning the mediums and going from there for me is mm -hmm. like, it it switches the vision on that a lot i think that that's a mentality thing too that's not like that's not an objective truth like that's yeah. completely subjective that's if so someone true. believes that they that they they need like such and such a camera to be able to do it that's just like nonsense because people would like running around with 10 20 pound cameras that are shooting some of the biggest artists in the world right now and they're killing it you know um because i had that mentality once upon a time and now yeah. i'm like i'm happy i got the camera that i got and everything but it's, it's i think i think you make excuses you put excuses in the way of yourself out of like you just said fear yeah you know to like pursue it properly yeah. um mm -hmm. yeah definitely the best thing to do is just go just go for it like yeah no i hear that i was, I was yeah. definitely gonna say because i feel like I feel like that's something that we're all guilty of, especially when you're starting to learn out. I know for me as a DJ, I was like, ah, oh, okay, once I get once I get these turntables, like my scratching's gonna sound extra crispy mm. because like <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah, I see yeah. it. That's how I see it in the videos. <laughs> yeah. And then you get it and you're like, yo, cool, this shit sounds yeah. the same. Like, what's, yeah. <laughs> what's going yeah, on? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're yeah. like that feeling, man, and you're like, wait, I, I just did this on my old one. 
<laughs> and I yeah. just saved up all this money to get this one, and you're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, this shit's supposed to make me better, man. <laughs> like, what's, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Um, go on, so do you have a question? Oh, I was just going to go into, because um, you was mentioning that, I saw that um, go, when we was looking through your Instagram, uh, that your work was featured in ID magazine, and was that was like, um, you shot all of that on Polaroids, was it, wasn't it? And film. Oh, you, the, you, I know which, yeah, I know which pictures you're talking about. Um, yeah, the Polaroids, those Polaroids are done completely on Polaroids. Oh, um, sick. I like telling people that they're not, like, digitally done at all um apart from the scan which is still i guess that's digital but um manipulating the polaroids is something i really really enjoy doing that's what you know i was saying earlier about um being more experimental yeah and not like having to confine to one thing too much like that that was something that i started playing with was just um, manipulating polaroids and that's something so simple but not also the fact that it's analog but the fact you're using your hands and you're not doing that the editing on Photoshop, yeah. you know, it just it just it just it makes it feel like you're you're not doing photography or you're not doing something in that field because you're using your hands, you're crafting something with your hands. So it, it just it changes the experience completely. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. something I would like push people to do is if you can if you can do something another way as well, like try and try and experience like experience it the other way. If there's like an analog way to doing your craft. Do you, Just, think, uh, do you think that that's something yeah. that definitely helped get that feature in ID magazine? Because looking at it, like it's you can tell that it's like a super creative piece of work where yeah. like everything's done and then you can tell that it's scanned in. Um, I could tell mm -hmm. straight away that obviously and then you've wrote over it and stuff like that. That mm. Do you feel that if you hadn't approached it in that way, you might not have seen the same results? Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, is it, is it, I don't know I think maybe to the untrained eye you might think that you can probably get the same results otherwise but I think when you're really tuned to it you probably can you know pick it apart a bit more to to, to realise that it is, it is done completely analog yeah no, that's sick that's sick <laughs> I, <think> uh, I, <laughs> I don't want to go too um I think I'm going too technical in my head. Oh, do it. <laughs> that, <yeah. laughs> if, any, if anyone's listening to this, they're only going to understand it if they're like, oh, yeah, photography, yeah, yeah. But if they're like, oh, what? Uh, do it. Google what, exists for yeah, people who don't know yet. That's what we want. Google exists. That's what we want. Yeah. We want, like, people that, people that just want to, like, have an in into the industry. Google Translate. And, uh, yeah, but, um, Google Translate. Translate from, from um, camera nerd to English. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right, it's appreciated. Yeah. It's very yeah. appreciated. Um, one question I had about like, is, I guess it applied when I first saw like all the, cause again, the, the classic obligatory Instagram search when I was looking through Instagram and I was seeing the, like the different vibes and pictures and like moments that you were capturing on the tour and then in among like the other things you've shot that aren't the portraits. Mm-hmm. With those ones when you're in the room and you've got the backpack on and the camera's ready to go, does it feel like you are also in the room or does it feel like you are just observing the room and like you don't Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think I think sense. I think when you're when you're in the when you're in the room with them and it's and you're there as a new person, like and you're a photographer too, it's good to just be a fly on the wall. Okay. You know, like almost you you almost wanna become so indiscreet at, at times that 
when they feel like you're not there, they act completely naturally themselves. And that's when you can capture, you know, people at their fullest, I think. Um, there are times you're going to want to grab them and take a portrait, but just really hovering around the room quiet was always, yeah, I've always liked doing that. I guess what I like doing at the club events too. Yeah, because we, was, we yeah. was wondering when we was like going through and we was coming up with like a, so like a couple of things that we wanted to ask. And we were saying, does the, the camera being in the room, if you're like quite loud with it and as you said, you're not like the fly on the wall, do you think that that would hinder the vibe? Um, no, nah, I think they would have been so used to it by now. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I think I think with these guys, yeah, I think um, they're quite big artists and whatnot. So I think they would have been at a point where they got used to it. Yeah. But yeah, it becomes second nature for 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 artists at a certain point when um, they've always got a camera around them. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because uh, mm. we had a whole debate about how, like, <laughs> putting ourselves in the shoes of, like, how would I feel if I'm trying to vibe and there was a photographer or a camera yeah. there? And, no, yeah, it's a good, it is so, a good so question. Much, but, yeah. It is a good question. I think another way to think of it is, like, that's their, that's their work time for them. Oh, that's you know, true. like, working a nine-to-five, and that's something that comes with it. So, um they they'll probably get used to it but I'm sure if like I was chasing him down the street when he was like doing his own thing that would probably become quite annoying but, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> mm. uh, so you mentioned earlier as well um, that you've always got like your um, camera and laptop in the bag but what else yeah. what else do you have in like your your to go bag kind of thing like in, your in my to go bag Mm-hmm. <laughs> man. Apart from my camera, what's more essential than that? Like, I don't know, man. Like you, know, you, the, you might need the, the like headphones. A little, you might want okay, a little fifty pad. mil lens or like a, a a long. Okay, what lenses? Oh no, I always got the fifty mil. I always got the fifty mil for portraits. Um, definitely going to be my favorite lens to shoot on because, and well, like um, another photographer told me, my mate Brindley, um, it's the one that's uh, most similar to your eye mm. when taking a shot. So what you see with your eye, once you put up your 50 and you get the shot, it's almost exactly as you saw it when you wanted to take the photo. Okay. You that's, know? that's a so, great lesson. That's a nice that's a nice little trick that I like to use. I know a lot of people are always like, you know, 35s. and But I like 35s in some occasions. But the, 35, the 50 for me, when, when I see something, I usually want it to be exactly as I see it in, in my eye. And I don't want to have to think about the zoom or anything like that. I just want to be able to pull up. And go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose that's how you, let, like, Carry on, sorry. I was going to say, the less, the less you have to think about is make the better. The better the shot's going to come out. Because I know a lot of people like to be, some people like to be quite technical photographers and know the ins and outs of the inside of the camera and all that kind of stuff. But that, like, wouldn't, would never make the photo better, having the, having the know-how. But just when you take it down to what, bare minimum of it is like the essential aspect of it it's just capturing what you see then with a 50 mil when it comes to that i don't think you can go wrong mm. yeah mm. no mm. that that makes sense it's i like mm. the the lesson of like just capturing what your eye can see and not getting too technical with it because that's mm-hmm. i definitely know from like the conversations i've heard with people who want to have thought about doing photography is like that's how they they x themselves out of it by like oh i need to learn about all the ins yeah. and outs and all of that, yeah. So that's again yeah. another another gem for people. Um, yeah. Uh, again, scrolling back to your Insta, um, Boiler mm-hmm. Room. 
Yeah. How how is it being in such a like what the world observes as sometimes being like a super intense musical experience? Yeah. With that was, was it like <laughs> <laughs> mate, I had such a good time that week. <laughs> I, had, I had so much fun that week, man. Um it's hot and it's bothering. Um I couldn't get through some of the crowds. It's it's intense, but luckily like the guys that I was shooting for weren't too mad about stuff like that, you know, but but for some it was yeah, intense. That was another one. A lot of people. Mm. I can't remember the last time I seen that amount of people in one room. <laughs> yeah, it's been a Zoom long come, time. Now. <laughs> I get scared going to Tesco now. <laughs> Stand outside IKEA and hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, just before we wrap up uh, yeah. with you, um, we always like to ask everybody um, some like specific recommendations. Mm-hmm. So, I suppose for us, it would be we've got two things. Um, one that somebody that can take away that wants to get into the photography industry, mm-hmm. um, specifically working with in, in music. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one would be just a general music recommendation. What yep. have you been listening to that you've been loving at the music moment? recommendation. All right, cool. Um, first one, um, when it comes to wanting to get into an industry, especially with like music photography, uh, the best thing to do is just go out there, take photos and share it. It's as simple as that. You just take the photos, put them out, and share it because you never know who might see it. Um, when I like, I got contracted—not contracted, but I'm on the um, freelancer list for Universal, so they send me oh, quite a bit of work through them. But that came about just through a friend on Facebook who, like, when I met them at the time, wasn't working at Universal, oh, but ended up working at Universal. Yeah. And there was a period where I was out every single day. I was uploading a different photo, regardless of what it was, even if it was just street photography, uh, something down the park, just friends. wasn't even specific to um, like music or fashion. They still picked up on the energy of the, of the, the work ethic and um, just the way the photos looked. They, they knew they would vibe with certain artists on the label. And I think that um, just the work ethic and that, that alone, putting them up online, that's got me quite a lot of clients through them like good clients um so that's one thing networking um getting out talking to people not being afraid to ask for people's numbers not being afraid to hit them up when you want things not when you want things but you know if you think you got something you can give them to that's always good mm. you know it's always good to exchange because that's, that's how that's how life works and it's tit for tat so, yeah yeah that's yeah. The, it's a good one because again it addresses a lot of the insecurities or hurdles people put in front of themselves with stuff like that. Yeah, I suppose that comes back around to what you were saying at the beginning as well, where it's kind of if someone sees your name come up for something that you want to be known for three or four times, then they're going to yeah. start to remember you for for that anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then your music recommendation, G, what have you been really, really loving at the moment? Ah. This is gonna be a weird one <laughs> because, because because I've I've like for, for some reason just started taking an interest in what's going on in other countries and whatnot now. Okay. I want to hear I want to hear like the Latino rap. I want to hear Chinese rap. Yo, so I've been, honestly, I've, I've, I have I don't I never have listened to that like other other countries' music. 
you know um, but I respect yeah. that energy. Someone put yeah. me into Dutch rap the other day. Um, yeah. And like, obviously I can't understand anything that they're saying. Uh, but the flows, like you you just listen to you it feel and appreciate it? that, innit? Yeah, you can, still, you can still appreciate the flows. Some of them do have um, some English mentions. But then, um, yeah. 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 Is there a particular song or album that's in the recently played? Um, Tizo Touchdown, okay, um, is I think he's underground. Like, I'm from. I've only discovered him in the last week. So I posted some something of him, and when I see people resharing music, I like checking it out. Yeah, but Tizo Touchdown was someone I listened to. Um, he's got about three singles on um, IG, so I think he's he's pretty sick. And then also Baby Keem. <laughs> Oh, everyone loves Baby, Baby Keem. Keem. Yeah. Everyone loves Baby Keem. I can imagine the energy uh, just listening to Baby Keem. Uh, that's 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 on that's on me a lot. Yeah. Nah, that's strong. It's that's so weird because today I had that exact same thought, and I was chatting to people on my day job, and we ended up yeah. just sharing French rap albums with each other, purely Sick. just like off the vibe we we're getting, like thirty seconds Spotify play. And it's like, yeah. ah, I, I vibe with this. Press play for the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and then hilariously, I have some solid Korean trap music playlist. If anyone knows. Korean as well. Korean trap music. Yeah. Has, it's been going since 2017 and it's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Is that yeah. all that like underwater yeah. squad stuff? Yeah. Underwater Key tape squad. and all of that. I haven't even, I haven't even checked into that in a while. But Do you know what? I thought I the same. I thought the same and it's it's still going. The energy is still Wait, there. Who was yeah. the, who was the ramen not- boys? Does anyone remember the yeah. ramen boys? Ramen yes. boys. <laughs> that thing, yeah. Uh, That's a hard name. Still. See that? Do you know what? I back that energy. I'm going to continue listening to French rap music today. Uh, yeah, fair, to, bro. I might have to take a, your recommendations. Man, music, music crosses all boundaries, man. That's the that's the best thing about it. That's so true. Anyway, yeah. my G, yo, yeah. thanks for yeah. taking time out to come and chat to us today, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the invite, bro. Thanks. This is a whole new experience for me, man. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's all. And I've man. seen you as well, man. Throughout lockdown, I saw you doing your work, bro. But I was thinking, this guy from the from the beginning, dropping <laughs> their mixtapes, doing the interviews. I'm like, this is this is just like introverted genius at work. Like, <laughs> we're trying, man. We're trying. <laughs> Honestly, man, you smashed it, bro. You smashed it, oh, man. My Good G. work, man. Good work, my G. Thank all you, right. bro. We'll link up soon, yeah. Yeah, man. All yeah, right. man. I'll catch you in a cool, bit. Man. In a bit, guys. In Thank a bit. You. Cool. All right, before we wrap up, what's uh, what's your music recommendation? I'm sticking to that. Oh, you sticking French to that? Rap. Bro, it's hard. All right, I'm going to do I'm, I'm doing a shameless album. plug then this week. All right. I'm plug doing a shameless shit. plug. Plug my uh, shit. Uh, I dropped two new um, playlists on Spotify. Mm. Uh, as you may have known that we're always we're always shouting about Tidal, plug. but everyone uses Spotify, so... Oh, we we're to, plugging us right now. Plug yourself, King. Yeah, yeah, we had to <laughs> jump on Spotify. So for everyone that loves and listens to Spotify, got two new playlists. Uh, we've got Sunday Off The Source, which is like an R&B, soul-soothing, just good vibes, good wholesome vibes. Uh, and then we've got the Drive Slow Homie mix, uh, not mix, playlist. Uh, and that's just like laid back hip hop. So that's my two recommendations. There's probably about eight, nine hours worth of music there. Mm, that's what we need on these Good days. Good vibes. Um, my recommendation, I'm going hard French rap. Real Grammy, pull your black bandanas out for this one. Oh, jeez. 
Uh, it's a rapper called Karis, K-A-A-R-I-S, uh, and the album's called Dozo. And he's rapping real hard. It's an album from 2017. <laughs> um, once I hit translate quick enough, I'll tell you what he's rapping about, unless we don't condone such behavior. But otherwise, play the album. Yo, I did this way. I used to live with a French girl. Shouts to, shouts to her. Um, and I was listening to bare French rap before she came <laughs> over. She was like, what's this filth you're listening to? I was like, yo, I don't know what it says. Oh. She translated it to me and I was like, nah, these guys are a fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> Until further notice, that is my energy. That's the energy. And we're out. We're out. Like, share, only share it again. That's what we need. Pull up the share button. Pull it, pull it, pull it, pull it. You heard We have been Sam 12 Notes, button. part two. Shout out to Job for the legendary interview. Thank you for sharing the gems. Yeah, we're going to try and continue to have as many guests on as possible to give you an insight into different parts of the industry as well. And go find all of these people on Instagram. Job is job.karam on Instagram. See bare sick pictures. And we're same 12 notes. Safe. <laughs>